from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 132 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording on June the 17th. I can't believe we've torn through this month, and I'm Warren Carr alongside with my great co-hosts. We've got that boy out there in the swamp. I'm talking about John somewhere on that Chesapeake Bay in Virginia. Is it swampy out there, John? Nah. <laughs> John? <laughs> John, is it swampy? No, I, I don't live. There's swamps nearby, but it's not swampy in my neighborhood. <laughs> so we got John out there in the swamps. Not really. And then, of course, Doug Cameron is recovering from the fires. And I hope no more blazes going up out there in Canada. And our friend uh, Sally Kundas drying out from that Samsung rain that he was in, uh, the village of Samsung or town of Samsung. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that city right. Of course, we got Fee, who complains about the heat in London. Uh, 26 degrees is not bad, Fee, so stop crying about it. And Austin, of course, always in the heat. Uh, that's what's going on. We got you guys covered. We focus on the recent feature drop that comes to us if you're on Android 13. And if you're not in the QPR program, you also get that feature drop. And that's the June feature drop on Pixel phones. And we'll talk a little bit about what happened with Android 14 beta 3.1. And then we have the CSR entry, and we save the best for the last. And that's our talkback highlights. John will be bringing us those talkback highlights today. That's what we've got coming up for you in this episode. So, guys, let's get going. Uh, Doug. Is it still burning in Canada, or are you guys recovered? Oh no, we're still we're still burning. Um, I believe most regions in Alberta have been allowed to go back home. Um, I don't believe we have. I think we have only one fire that's currently actively um, risking the the town that's nearby. Uh, yeah, other than that, we're still burning pretty bad out in Quebec. Uh, I think John may actually have had some of our smoke from down there in Virginia for a little few days. So we did actually. I ha- we had the windows open, and I was like, "What is burning?" Literally, could smell smoke <laughs> just because I had oh my, my windows God. open. I was like, "I better close these." Yeah, it was such a nice day too. It it went out that far south, huh? Oh yeah! Wow. Like there was there's actually a map that was. Um, actively showing the spread of the smoke from Canada and it was going down as far as southern Florida. It was bad. So hopefully they're getting those fires out in Quebec under control, but we just had a bunch of firefighters from South Africa hit the ground running in Edmonton about a week and a half ago. So hopefully they can help get a get a control on our blazes. (laughs) <laughs> That's good. You know, what I like is that, you know, when we have fires, you have people from all over the world uh, tipping in and helping, and that's really good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's good. 
Uh, the pretty one, she's the only pretty one here today. Uh, Fee, what's going on with you, girl? Uh, we've had a lovely week, but the the heat has been a bit much. Remember, I'm British. We're not used to it. We're used to clouds and rain and being cold. So, um, so you know, people have had to be a bit... And, and we don't have air conditioning in our houses. So, yeah, it's a bit much sometimes and we've had some quite epic thunderstorms and i think we do some more uh tomorrow or monday or maybe even tonight we'll see who knows quite when they'll start um and uh yeah i've been doing some various bits and pieces to do with church and some singing things and yeah it's been uh been a good week Wonderful. Sally Boy, what's going on? Well, I'm uh, talking from the last episode. I was locked in the village and I'm back to city. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> the weather is like really good, like 25 degrees Celsius. I don't know how much is a Fahrenheit, but it's really good weather today. It's a nice Saturday. Well, since I'm settled down here in this city, I'm back to focusing on accessible Android and things are going well here. Good. And you guys are drying out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Good. John, what's going on? It's been a pretty good week. Haven't been up to much. Just the usual. Um, looking forward to next week, though. I'm supposed to be getting the Pixel tablet. So stay tuned for an unboxing of that at some point. So... The tablet is going to be coming up, but I, it seems like the uh, the falls are kind of getting like some kind of a delay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get mine on time or not, but it seems like Google is kind of running into, you know, inventory uh, problems. Yeah, and... my date keeps changing. It, it told me the 28th and then it told me like um, July 10th or something. And now it's back to the 28th. So I don't know what's going on. Wow. We'll I guess see we'll find happens. out eventually. Yeah. It's going to take away the the anxiousness from me to where I'm about to jettison it and say, hey, forget it. Yeah, I, I want this thing, and you guys are playing games. I don't want it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Austin, are you still waiting for yours? What's going on with you? I'm not waiting for anything. So the cyclone has come into from... Arabian Sea into India, it passed through India into now it's entered Pakistan. So the winds on Thursday, Wednesday, the winds were picking up this week and we were given alerts of the cyclone. Most of the effect is in a neighboring state called Gujarat. So the winds here have been 155 to 175 kilometers an hour. So I don't know how many miles that will be. And we were given half day from office on Thursday. So no rain actually this year. I don't know what is wrong. There's no pressure or something to the rain. It just falls for two minutes, five minutes. By this time, India should have been, at least Mumbai should have been drenched in rain. But this year, there's no rain because of the cyclone. The monsoon has got delayed. So nothing much. Very scary situation. A lot of wind. It's still a little windy here and it's hot like ever. So it's sitting nice in the air condition and recording this show. Talking about scary, uh, Austin, you mentioned on our Telegram group, like the wind was kind of 
tearing some portion of your house or what was going on there? Yeah, so it tore the output, outer portion of the house where all the gardening stuff and all those things are kept. So it just, there is a roof that is made of tin. I don't know what that is, what that is called in English. For our Indian listeners, it is called patra. So that thing just tore out. So that has been a very disappointing thing and it could not be fixed here. So now it's still windy, so it might just go away again. So we are not fixing it at the moment at least. Well, at least you still have your house and you are in the house where it's yeah, not there, torn up. There, so there's, no damage. there's no damage to the internal house. Great. Well, welcome, guys, to episode 132. I can't believe that we've reached 132. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. Let's then move on along to our next segment, and we're talking about our Android Basics segment. And we're talking about the ones I mentioned. We're talking about the fixes that the QPR3 brought along with it. And we're also talking about some of the uh, new features. And we'll be touching a little bit also on Android 14 Beta 3.1. Let's get started. John, are you excited about QPR3? Because this is something that, you know, whether one was enrolled in the QPR program or not, if you have a Pixel device, of course, you get that feature drop for June and you don't have to be part of the QPR. But so we come to the close of that QPR program. Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm not excited about it, <laughs> but that's just because my Pixel right now is in the Android 14 beta and my main phone is my Samsung phone. So I'm not going to really get to play around with this stuff too much. Yeah, and some of the QPR things, though, part of them are also in the Android 14. Let's go ahead, though, and talk about some of the fixes or the categories of the fixes that came along with this June feature drop. And, of course, we're talking about if you have uh, Pixel 4a, 4a 5G, Pixel 5, Pixel 5a, Pixel 6 series, you know, 6, 6 Pro and the A, and then um, the um, Pixel 7 series. That's where you get this. And if you have something else, this is not for you, but, you know, occasionally, you know, manufacturers like Samsung also has their own uh, stuff that they will drop or, you know, get some features from here. And I think Samsung just pushed out something, um, especially the June update uh, with some camera fixes. So if you have a Samsung, you are not left out in the cold and you're being taken care of. But let's talk about the categories that got fixed in this feature drop. We got audio, we got battery, Bluetooth, camera, display and graphics, we got framework, sensors, we got system, then we have telephony, so having to do with the phone and all of that, we got the user interface, and in these there are some 18 fixes, and I think we ought to kind of list some of these uh, fixes, you know, here, and they include uh, adding option to display animation, you know, for pin entry on lock screen. This one has brought that alongside with it and fix for issues causing app titles 
to occasionally appear truncated or cut off. That also got a fix. There was a fix of causing certain groups uh, notifications to appear rounded at the uh, the corners. That got a fix. There's also a fix that causes uh, tinting or shading over app drawn in certain conditions, and that got fixed. There's also a fix for an occasional causing uh, device to become unresponsive. And we've heard of some of these things, on, especially on our mailing list, where some people say something is not responding or uh, unlocking can be very iffy. That also got a fix. There's also a fix for that occasional cause that the keyboard basically causes the keyboard to not appear when navigating to the, uh, you know, let's say I want to go, you know, search for something. Sometimes the keyboard doesn't pop up. That also got a fix. There's a fix for the occasional um, lock screen notifications. I don't use notifications on my lock screen, but, you know, there are people who do. And sometimes that problem was causing things to overlap with the lock screen icons that got fixed. There's also a fix for the occasional uh, pause, the, the screen lock to display a charging status when there's even not like a your you know power plugged in or whatever, but it says I'm charging when it is not. So, and like these things are not always for everyone. Like in other words. It's not everyone observing that, but maybe enough people had those problems to where they push out those fixes. So if you've not been seeing that, it doesn't mean it didn't happen with some people. So that is fixed. There's also a fix here for the occasional cause where the notifications area uh, tend to appear hidden or blank in notification shade, and that got fixed. And then there's an occasional fix where it causes notifications to overlay outside the bounds of the notification shade. And, uh, you know, sometimes some of these things, like I said, are visuals. Those of us who are blind may not be seeing those things, but those with sight can see those things. Then we got a fix, a fix for issue occasionally causing volume controls pan to cut off at the bottom. Let's say you're navigating, you want to see what all the volume control has. Sometimes some people have noticed that there's a cutoff at the bottom, so you're not seeing all the features. That also got fixed. We got a fix for the occasional uh, cause where the wallpaper tends to disappear when opening or closing notification shit. That got fixed. We got another fix for the occasional uh, prevention of the keyboard from displaying when notification shit is expanded. I don't know what that means, but, you know, like I said, I, some of these things, I don't see those on my own, but I guess someone or a lot of people see it enough to where Google had to push those uh, updates for. Then we got fixes for occasional mobile networks, sometimes the icon from the display area kind of like it disappears in the status bar. So that got fixed. There's also a fix for the occasional uh, prevention of the quick settings button that kind of fail to respond when people touch on them. I haven't observed that, but, you know, some people have. So let's say you pull down your quick panel and you want to tap on something and it's not responding. That also got fixed. That's a fix for issue occasionally preventing the uh, 
quick settings from expanding. Say you want to expand your uh, your quick settings or quick panel. For us, we swipe from right to left to expand to move to page two or page three. And I've heard some people talk about the fact that they are not able to do that on our mailing list. So maybe some of these people are the people that were affected. You now have that fix. There's also a fix for the occasional work profile account onboarding to begin during uh, first setup. So, you know, if you have different profiles set up on your device, sometimes that kind of gets a little bit iffy. And so Google fix that. Then fix to improve lock screen touch. Sometimes people have some sensitivity problems and that also got you know, fixed to where it now works better. And so those are, you know, some of those things that got fixed there. Then we got the Wi-Fi, which is another category that got fixed. And that will be the things that got fixed, though, for these fixes. So like I said, in all the 30 of them. And um, uh, does anyone want to make any comment about these ones or something here that you'd like to talk about, you know, before we move to uh, new features? I don't have a comment myself, but I feel like if Ed were here, he would say, of course, everything was broken because it was a pixel. Yeah, but everyone knows Ed is a knucklehead. No, but everyone, everything is broken I won't because disagree it's a with feature that. price. It's a also, feature price. Also, got it. It's because it's <laughs> yeah. a feature price. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ed would not Fisher have called price. it a pixel. He would have called it Fisher Price. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, but what can we say? It's Ed. Um, you know, and Austin seems to be kind of following in us. I mean, Austin's uh, Ed's. Uh, you know, footsteps. Uh, always having this uh, whatever. Yeah, because I have to follow him because we are a member of Commonwealth. Yeah, you know, you're trying to be an antagonist, uh, and yet in the same breath, you can wait to get a pixel. That's an oxymoron. I I cannot wait to get a pixel so that I can complain about it. Austin, your 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 statement about being part of the Commonwealth, so you have to be on Ed's side. Thank you very much. Yeah, I have, that, to a, a I have to be a on Ed's side. That that's I have to a be this, I have to because, be on the side of all the Britishers. But but that's a fallacy because I'm in a part of the Commonwealth and I'm I'm not on Ed's side. So then Canada should be removed out of the Commonwealth. <laughs> Canada should be taken out of the Commonwealth. If Canada is taken yeah. out of the Commonwealth, then the Commonwealth is broken. They won't have money. I'm not on Ed's side either. Just saying. And 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 that's a problem because you're in Ed's territory. Yeah, I'm I'm in London as well. Yeah, so, so I'm know. in both Ed's and Fish territory. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so maybe you half agree with that with him, and you half agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what about actual features, though, like that are real, rather than joking about pixels? So, before the actual features, I wanted to make a comment that Google has fixed all the categories in, like, when you're building a ROM, this is the order of the folders of the source code. So, Google has fixed all the categories in the source code. And for those of you who were in the QPR uh, pr program, this is your best time to sign out of the program 
so that your data is not wiped because if you don't sign out then google might uh, push you into the android 14 qpr program let's move on to the new features that come along with the pixel uh drop and the first one though has to do with emojis you guys tend to like emojis i know austin does like emojis and my friend alan in malaysia loves loves emojis i don't care about them but you know we got you know the emoji and cinematic wallpapers that come to us from the uh, emoji or whatever workshop and then we also have you know those wallpapers that gives you that experience you know you can create things like the uh yeah, regular 2D into uh 3D and all of that you guys like doing emojis uh feed you like emojis emojis yes wallpapers don't care can't see them um i want an emoji for of a man digging a hole i think for some com- <laughs> conversations i'm involved in i think that would be appropriate I I can see how a man can be digging a hole but by golly I don't think I want <laughs> that kind of an emoji. Uh. Oh I think it be, I, I've had various conversations where I've thought you know it, where why is this not a thing I want this as an emoji a man digging a hole. Um <laughs> and then I'll just write stop now you know. Yeah. and these things you know they are ai powered and all of that so ai is everywhere um so if you like men digging uh you could like this one uh get your digger out and be able to know how to dig right uh feel <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even oh dear okay i like things like emojis like smiley faces or you know doing thumbs up and heart shapes and things i, I do like them but I usually just use one or two. Some people like they'll send you a message and it'll be just a load of different emojis like what what and it gets a bit much. But um yeah, I like them but I'm not like massively bothered about them but I'm but I would probably use them. As I say, if there was a man digging a hole one, I'd use that all the time, right? <laughs> but I love that. I never heard of but... that till today because I'm not an emoji kind of person. Well, I, there isn't one as far as I know. And although, you know, if one of the listeners says there is, you know, finds there is one, please, you know, get in touch, tell us because uh, I want to know. Um, but wallpapers like I guess I mean my mum has like one on her main screen of um their cat that she's died unfortunately, but she has the, the cat on her screen so she knows it's her phone and stuff. If you're blind it doesn't really add much to the experience really does it so yeah i'm right yeah. there with you i i use emojis to talk in conversations but i have no interest in having them on my uh, home screen i i have a little bit of vision but i just set my background to be boring plain black so that i can tell where my icons are if there's any sort of picture to it or anything it it just makes it more difficult for me so Yeah, I don't even have any interest in that either. But yeah, wallpapers and emojis are different things and I think it's important to um maybe you can use emojis within wallpapers, I don't know, but they are two different things. Yeah. Uh for me my wallpaper is just a boring Google blue. The next one has to do with macro focus video. Uh, now this has been a 
Pixel 7 Pro exclusive feature, but Google is updating the camera app to you know let you record uh, video using its macro mode. And so this is something that also has come to other phones that you can uh, you know truly get absolutely you know stunning good. Uh, looking uh, close-up pictures and uh, videos and things like that. So uh, it's no longer an exclusive to the Pixel 7. So like I said, some of these things are not necessarily for us, but, you know, we do participate in, you know, uh, pictures and videos as well. So, um, uh, John, don't you like taking pictures? I like taking pictures. Yeah, I I didn't care too much about it until I had a son, and now I'm taking pictures of him and recording videos of him, mostly to share with other people. But yeah, so any camera improvements I'm happy with. I mean, if it means that as long as a lot of it's automatic, like if I get, for example, if this macro mode kicks in, if I'm too close to something I'm recording and I don't realize it, I can't see that it's getting blurry. If that macro mode kicks in and all of a sudden it's recording clear, even though I'm really close to something, that's a huge bonus for me because I don't know how anything's going to come out when I'm recording a video. I just point my phone over there and hope I get it. And then when I share it later on to somebody cited, I'll find out if I got it or not. Yeah. If it helps us to um, be able to take better videos, that would be good. I don't do it often because um, it would just be things like I'm in the garden. <laughs> so um but um yeah it, it it would be good if 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 it makes it so that when we do want to video something it's it makes a better video so john you you'll you can tell us as you use this more maybe whether it's you know helped you that'd be interesting yeah, yeah. the next one though has to do with um it, it has to be a pixel six or later and it's the palm timer. So you can use your palm uh, to do those selfies, you know, time, you know, set it as a timer to where you could raise your palm and it will start the timer for, you know, either three or 10 seconds. And basically Google says you can raise your, your palm to say, I'm ready. Um, I don't know. So you kind of have to set that phone on like a tripod or whatever you want to take a selfie or maybe you have... A, a bunch of your, uh, you know, a bunch of others with you and things like that. But so, it's a nice feature to have because sometimes, you know, you got to hold the phone and try to stretch your, uh, you know, your arm and maybe say, "Hey, cheese" or whatever, whatever command you, you can give it. But I can see how useful this can be if you have a tripod and you put it on that tripod and just simply raising up your palm to say, "Take that picture." You know, I, I, I see that that's a very good thing. Just remember to bring your palm down after the timers. <laughs> yeah. It won't be a very good picture. Yeah, does, does it give you a few seconds once you've raised your palm? Well, it gives you, you three, have a load three, of three to ten. Three, you can oh. set it up for ten seconds or three seconds. Because otherwise you'd your... have a load of photos with your <laughs> hand in the air. like. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you can change it? Like, because sometimes if it's raising your palm, like 10 seconds is too long. Everyone's like, hasn't it done it yet? You know. Exactly. Um, 
Can you change it to five seconds or three seconds or something? Yeah, instead, you can. Or... So it's between yeah. three and ten seconds. So you oh, choose. That's good. Yeah, between uh, three mm. and ten seconds. Oh, very good. The next one has to do with the Google uh, car crash uh, safety check. And I, I particularly like this because, you know, you can basically what you can do is schedule a safety check. In other words, say I'm driving to Idaho, uh, for example, and, you know, I could schedule a safety check, say, you know, every hour or whatever, uh, do a safety check with my people back home and it will let them know where I'm at. So I kind of like that whole idea. And or most especially if you have someone that, you know, they're not very sound in mind or whatever, you could set this thing up with them. So you're having that uh, checkup on them to see, to be sure that they're doing well as a travel or something like that. I like that idea. So if I'm, say if I, I've got, I don't know, my dad, say, it wouldn't be because he's got an iPhone, but say if I was doing this with my dad, uh, what kind of a message would I get? Would it have his location and speed or something or what has it what does it send you or is it a text message or do you have to have a certain app or what how does it work that has to do with notifying the people um like if if you're traveling for example it will let them know hey okay you are now approaching this area and it shows them your real-time location so they are in tune with you um, like you, you mentioned your dad, for example, you know, say maybe he's traveling from London to some place and you want to, you know, uh, know that, you know, hey, dad is approaching uh, uh, this XYZ place and all of that. So you could set that and to where it would tell you if you want it either hourly or, you know, um, uh, half hour or whatever. It all depends on how you want it. But or you can do, hey, say, hey, check on on this, let me know where he's at, and it will do that. So is it within an app, or um, how does it it's in, it's, it'll, it'll be in the safety area. Um, oh, in your settings. In your settings, you will thing, find that yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, and presumably then it would just come up as a notification from settings or from safety or something? Yeah. So if, it's, if it it's, did it every hour or... It's, it's, it's how, how you want it to, because like, for example, when my wife was traveling to Ohio, my wife and my daughter traveling to Ohio last summer, you know, we had that location, you know, um, sharing turned on and I can just go, I can just bring up, you know, tap on, on her name in my contacts and, you know, it will show me where she's at, you know, uh, driving, you know, there at so and so oh. place but so things like that I, I think it's a very good idea um because you know nowadays you never know what could happen and presumably she she has to give or whoever you're tracking yeah, has she to has, give permission yes. yeah she and has say, to yes, give it's me, okay. yeah you can't just do it without someone's consent unless you're a really dodgy person you shouldn't yeah, no, do that without no. someone's consent that's not cool no no um, no 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 it's someone will share you share it with the people it's yeah. so you got to initiate that yeah okay that's good yeah. to know because i think for you know for listeners as well because they might have people in their family and want to make you know check if their journey's going okay without keep messaging them all the time and stuff so yeah 
So, yeah, I just have one question for you, Lauren. Why the hell are you driving to Idaho? Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Idaho, though. It's our neighbor. Um, and, you know. Yeah, but why I... are you driving? Are you doing what the um, political advisor in this country did when he had COVID in, tw- in the lockdown in 2020, <laughs> where he drove a car to test his eyesight? Well, he couldn't see well. Well, I'm just giving an example. Well, I wouldn't be driving, you know. The definitely. laws in Idaho are very relaxed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, three years old or higher, you can drive. Exactly. Get away with driving in there. (laughs) (laughs) State probably doesn't care if you're driving, but I think everyone else might. I have to first get out of Washington first, though, Uh, and then. What I what I like is that you know um, my Google Maps will tell me you're now entering the state of Idaho. You know. The next one has to do with, you know, car crash emergency. You know how that, you know, the car crash emergency sharing used to be that it shares it with your, um, you know, like emergency workers. Now you have the ability to also uh, have your family or whoever you want to be notified in the event of a crash. And so I think that's a good thing to have just besides, you know, having the uh, emergency workers. You can also include a family member. Yeah, presumably you set that up beforehand so that if you have a crash, it yeah you them set or that up yeah, yeah so it it will let them know hey you know uh, your loved one just crashed it gives you the location. Warren just like crashed his car. He didn't even get to Idaho. Yeah, exactly. That Google car. I can't wait for that though. Yeah. The next one has to be the redesigned Google Home on the lock screen and we we talked about this a little bit um last week and actually we spent a little bit of time on it i shouldn't say a little bit we actually spent some time on it with uh, some of the things now you can now have better control of items uh, relating to your home controls you know such as you know say you want to do your 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 house locks or you know cameras etc etc you now have the ability of better managing those in this uh, drop next item talk about recorder uh the google recorder you know get those uh, speaker labels something that was talked about a little while ago now finally is here with this uh, feature drop and it's one of the, those new features so in other words if you're using the google recorder and doing some recording like we're recording right now, for example, if we are using that Google Recorder, it should be able to label what speaker is saying what and things like that. So I kind of like that whole idea. Does anyone find that useful? So if you're recording a meeting, you mean? So it would... I don't know what you mean, really, label yeah, the speakers. That's that's exactly what what he means like if say you're in a meeting and you want to record it you just hit record on your phone it'll transcribe everything that's being said and it'll recognize that people are different from each other and it'll say like speaker one speaker two speaker three and then you can go in later and change the names of the speakers so would it write it out for you almost like a script you know, like, yes. uh, it, it Warren, I like driving to Idaho. Exactly. John, that's probably a bad idea, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so what it is. It's a text transcription um, service. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it's both. You it records the actual audio for you and Yeah, but it then it transcribes. A, yeah, exactly. Afterwards. So the next one though, and I, I don't know why this didn't uh, come to other phones, but we're talking about smarter haptics on the Pixel 6a and 7a. You know, this came with the 7a and now the you know, um these other phones have it, but I don't know why this is only limited to this, uh, the 6A and the 7A. Why not bring it to the 7 Pro or the regular 7? And so we're talking about these haptics that, you know, if your phone is on the, on the table and it vibrates, it knows it's on the, on the table, so it's not going to make too much noise. And I, I really like that because sometimes you're in a meeting and someone's phone on the table and it makes such awful vibration. <laughs> I yeah, because the, <laughs> the 7A has the sensor for that. It has the sensor to uh, judge where the phone is. So it's using AI. Exactly. And the 6A has a sensor, but the others don't. And so it, it's just very interesting that these phones have that. Um, and, you know, my very expensive 7 Pro doesn't have it. I don't understand what sensor it has that needs it. I mean, all these phones have accelerometers. They know that they're not moving and that they're laying flat on a table. So I'm a little confused, just like you, Warren. <laughs> I don't understand why you couldn't have implemented this in uh, all the Pixel phones, really. So it has some depth sensor in the camera. It knows that it's on a surface or what type of surface it is. It's depth camera versus and plus AI. Well, it's got microphones as well, so surely if it was yeah. vibrating and it was really loud, it would go, oh, that's a bit loud. I'll go quiet, yeah, I'll vibrate it, a bit more quiet. It would quiet. not know that it's on a surface. Well, yeah, it would, because the, the sound would vibrate in the wood of the table. Uh, so are you saying it, it uses the depth sensor to know if it's on a hard surface? Yeah, the depth sensor that okay. it knows it's on a really? surface. Yeah. Sounds a bit overkill, that makes a little me. more sense. I paid like eleven hundred bucks for my godforsaken phone. It should have that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and you know, yeah, lousy Pixel, Pixel Six A or lousy Pixel Seven A having that, and I don't have it. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I I once had a phone that vibrated off a high shelf into the bath, and this was in the days before um, waterproof phones that was a sad day and, and that one would be gone with the wind yeah yeah falling in water it's gone yeah yeah nowadays it would be okay you could dry your phone as long as it was a you know high-end phone and it'd be exactly. all right but um yeah not not sort of five or six years ago that that was it was playing music and then it wasn't and that was bad the next item is the adaptive charging. So it's it's getting more adaptive, so to speak. So your Pixel phone now has that adaptive um, charging that we used to have, but it's, it's better. It uses the Google AI now to you know, predict when a long charging session is about to start based on your previous charging habits and, and things like that. So uh, if it detects such a session, it will kick in 
during your charging. So I like so that. So is so is what's new to this? It's just the AI part because before it would know like if you had adaptive battery turned on and you had your alarm set for seven, it would know. Okay, I'm just going to charge to eighty five percent and then yeah or whatever, and then like. At 6.30, I'm going to start slowly charging so that when his alarm goes off, it'll be fully charged. But I'm assuming now it'll it'll use AI and it'll say, like, this guy never uses an alarm, but he seems to always get up at 7, so I'm going to start, finish char- topping exactly. off his battery at 6.30. Okay, gotcha. And so the goal here is to extend the lifespan you know, of your battery. That, that's the goal here. Because whether we, we believe it or not, just putting that thing on there and I uh, go to bed and, you know, the thing is full and it's just sitting there, uh, it's not very good for my uh, battery. So I like the fact that we're having these type of things to, uh, you know, make battery works better for us. And um, talking about battery, did you guys read something about the European Union uh, saying, hey, you know, people need to be able to replace their batteries. And uh, uh, frankly, I like what the Europeans are doing. I can't wait to see us having those removable batteries again. You know, it oh, may not happen great. soon, but yeah, I, I would love to see that come back. Because it was a lot cheaper apart from anything else. And also you could ha- actually have a spare battery for your phone. Like if you knew you were going away for a weekend camping or something, you could... You could charge up both batteries before you went and take them both, you know. Yeah. So the battery removal, it was cheaper, but some people, at least in India, they used to use very, like, duplicate low-quality batteries to put in their phones, and that would explode. So that, yeah, then well, that's their, they would that's say, their the, no, then they would say that the company is causing the phones to explode and this, that, and the other. Yeah, but it always used to say only use batteries made by our company. So if people exactly. don't, exactly. If people don't do that. That's stupid. That's their own fault. Or it will say something. You know, use those approved by the company. Yeah. But yeah. if I don't follow that, then you have nothing to blame the company for. No, that's just silly, isn't no. it? So Indians, you quit doing that. Yeah. You're just so maybe, you're just muddying maybe the water. They should. They should. Uh, they should. Uh, bring back the removable battery, but then they should set some uh, sensor or something inside that the phone would not boot up when the person uses unapproved batteries. Ah, I don't well, think people I, are going to like that. No, I don't I think, think people are going to like that. I just think people just need to stop being silly. <laughs> people yeah. don't, you know, you can't look after everyone against being silly. If people are going to do stupid things, yeah, you should have the right to use whatever battery you want. You know, if you exactly. want to make the choice to, to blow up, get yeah. a cheap battery, yeah, you just can't blame the company. That's the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. So the last item here, you know, one of the ten um, new features will be the new uh, two voices that came to the Google Assistant, and I'm not sure if this is only in the U.S. or not. But, you know, we have two new voices that, you know, debuted on the Assistant. I know they had it before, uh, maybe a week before the, the, the uh, feature drop came through. But we now have that, you know, those two new voices. I haven't tried them myself. Oh, we need a demo for the podcast, Warren. 
Yeah, we probably should, but it probably it's a lousy voice anyway. You know what we I mean? We don't know yet. We haven't tried it. And even if it's lousy, we want to hear. We want to know. Yeah. It's a, requ a request from me, and I am a storm. I could sneeze you away, remember? You, 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 could, you, you, could, you could check you, away my phone. If, yeah, if you don't do as I ask, you know, bad things might happen. So I'm going to have voices calls. Well, you know how Google now doesn't want it. You the know, gen generalize. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, I, I think it's a green one and and something else. Yeah, uh, one of them is green. You should I do think a quick it's called demo. Lemon and something, something. It's called what? lemon. Yeah, I, I think yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's lemon and green. Uh, yeah, I think lemon? you're right. Yeah. Yeah, lemon, lemon and color. I forgot the other name. Does the lemon no, one it's have green. really sour then? Yeah, it's the yeah. lemon and green colors. You know, I got so them right here. If you yeah, want to hear them, yeah, yeah, oh, let's, yeah let's do that. Yeah, John. So the they're lime and indigo. There we oh, go. So that's completely yeah, lime wrong, and It's not lemon. It, it was so, a fruit. You so had that forget, right. Forget about lemon. So I'm going to demonstrate the two new voices. One is lime, and one's indigo. This is lime. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. And here's oh, no. Here are the voices you can pick for your Google Assistant. If you like this voice and want me to keep using it, just stop here. Now, I haven't talked about what the feature drop has. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Android 14 Beta 3.1. And there's nothing major here. The whole idea is that the last update before this little patch update messed up, especially the Pixel 6 series fingerprint reader. And that's why they pushed this one out, but they pushed it out to everyone. But so it's exclusively was meant to be something that fixed that problem uh, for the Pixel 6 series uh, fingerprint reader. And that's why we have that little patch of the Android 14 beta 3.1. So if you have a Pixel 6 series and you are observing that problem, this Beta 3.1 should have fixed that. That's what it was intended for, but it push, got pushed out to everybody. And now the G-Show, or what Austin refers to as the Joshua Screen Reader, AKA Commentary Screen Reader, CSR. This is where some feature of this screen reader is demonstrated. Let's move on now to our next segment. And this week, we're talking about the CSR, the commentary screen reader entry. And our friend Karen brings us the entry for this week and has to do with media controls, how you can manage your media controls by simply using a gesture. Here's Karen now to show us how to go about setting that feature up. Hi. Visual Screen Reader goes beyond basic screen reading tasks with its additional features, such as timers, translation, and media playback controls. With Visual, you can conveniently go to next or previous track, fast forward or rewind, and play or pause media. All of this is done without the need to be in the media player window. I will assign gestures to those functions. I'll go to Visual Settings from the main menu. Main menu. Gishuo settings. Then general settings. General settings. I should make sure that use custom gestures is checked. Use custom gestures checkbox checked. 
Then I'll tap on Custom Gesture Scheme Settings. Custom Gesture Scheme Settings. Custom. If you are using a different gesture scheme or a per app gesture scheme to add the gestures, you go to Operation Settings. By default, the gesture to the play or pause function is double tapping with two fingers. This function is used to pause and play media as well as to answer calls. The same function is available in TalkBack. I will show you how to assign a gesture for the next media. I'll select the swiping down with three fingers. Swipe down with three fingers. And I'll tap on function. Function unchecked. Function. I'll enter keyword search. text box. And I'll start typing the first letters of the word media. N M M E E D D. I'll look above the keyword for the matching functions. Previous media. Next media. I can swipe between them. Next media. This is the one that I want. I'll double tap. Custom. Let's see. Swipe down with three fingers next media function. You do the same for the previous media. I've already assigned a gesture. Play or pause, previous media and next media can be activated also from the main menu. Regarding the fast forward and rewind functions, unfortunately, their names are still in Chinese and they are not added to the functions list. So to be able to use them, you have to create a new function. Basically, it's an auto-click. So if you have the Chinese name, you can put it after the percent sign, after creating a new auto-click, and then save, and Yeshua will do the formatting. To make things easier, I will include the already created functions. So what you have to do is to create a new function, not an auto-click, a new function, and paste the functions there. I'll tap on more options. More options button. And create a new function. Create a new function. Text box. I will call it rewind. You can call it whatever you want. Browse by touch suspended. R E W I N D. Browse by touch resume. OK button. I'll tap OK. Re saved. I will paste the auto click. Close text box. If service dot click percent waitui. Return true and return true text box. The function name is also still in Chinese. And I'll tap save. Save button. Saved. Back button. I'll go back. Custom. And I will assign a gesture to the rewind function that I've created. Let it be swipe left with three fingers. Swipe left with three fingers skip. Swipe left with three fingers. After the function and apps and plugins, I have the list of created functions. Rewind unchecked. Custom. This is the rewind. I double tapped. I created a function for the fast forward in the same way, and I'll assign the swiping right with three fingers to it. Swipe right with three fingers flash. Swipe right with three fingers. 
It is called fast forward. Fast forward unchecked. Custom. Let's see now. Swipe up with four fingers. Swipe right with three fingers fast forward. Swipe left with three fingers rewind. Swipe down with three fingers next media function. Swipe up with three fingers previous media function. I don't need to tap save. When I go out of the window, it will save. Jet saved. I have a track in Gone Mad, which is paused. I'll use the double tap with two fingers to play it. Play store. To pause the same gesture. I'll play again. I'll go now to the next track, swiping down with three fingers. Next again. Previous. As you were able to notice, I wasn't in the gone mad window when I performed the gestures. And also I can perform them from the lock screen. Most media players support those functions, including YouTube. But the fast forward and rewind are supported by less applications. For example, in YouTube, the fast forward and rewind will not work. But in GoMad and VLC, the functions will work normally. Let's try them. I'm in GoMad. I'll play again. I'll swipe right with three fingers. Left with three fingers. it's possible to assign those functions to volume key presses from the operation settings than shortcut key settings but uh, because the uh, the uh, fast forward and rewind are not included until now in the list of available functions you have to make them as extensions to be able to use them with volume keys this was the Media Playback Controls feature in show. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Karen. Even though you're not here with us today, you shared your uh, little trick there with us. And if you're a CSR user, take advantage of that. And now, the native screen reader for Android. This is a segment we refer to as Talkback Highlights. This is where some feature of the screen reader is demonstrated. And now saving the best for last, this is the Talkback Highlights. And of course, John shows us some of the new things that have dawned on us from Talkback 14. And now here's John to show us some of those new features in the Talkback Highlights. Hi, John here, and for today's installment of Talkback Highlights, 
I'm going to be demonstrating the new Braille keyboard gestures in TalkBack 14. TalkBack 14 was included with Android 14 Beta 3, so it's not yet available in the Play Store, but when it is, it should be available for all devices, no matter which version of Android it's running. So the first thing I'm going to discuss is the new granularity controls. So previously, you could not change the granularity from within the keyboard. You would have to leave, change the granularity, and come back into the keyboard. And the only two granularities you had were characters and words. Now, however, you can navigate by characters, words, lines, or paragraphs by swiping up or down with one finger. And in order to change the granularity, you just swipe left or right with three fingers. So I'm in a text box right now, and the granularity is set to characters, so I'm going to swipe right with three fingers. Words. That increases the granularity. I'm going to go a couple more times. Lines. Paragraphs. Now I'm at the beginning of the field now. I'm going to swipe down to go forward one paragraph to see what we have typed already. There are now many new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. Now I'm going to swipe down again. You can use these gestures to move the cursor, select text, and perform clipboard functions, end of field. So, that's just a quick demonstration of how to use the new granularity system. However, there are a lot of different gestures for specific things, so I'm going to show you the gesture for moving to the beginning of the field or the end of the field. So to do this, you're going to hold dots four and five and swipe up or down. So if you want to go to the beginning of the field, you swipe up. If you want to go to the end of the field, you swipe down. So I'm holding dots four and five right now, and I'm going to swipe up to go to the beginning of the field. There are now many new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. You can use these gestures to move the cursor, select text, and perform clipboard functions beginning of field. So it read all the text between where my cursor was and the beginning of the field and let me know I'm now at the beginning of the field. Of course, I was at the end of the field, so it read all the text. Now I'm going to show you how you can navigate by characters, words, or lines. So if you hold dot six and swipe up or down, that will navigate by characters. If you hold dot five and swipe up or down, that will navigate by words. If you hold dot four and swipe up or down, that will navigate by lines. So we're at the beginning of the field. I'm gonna hold dot four and I'll swipe down. That will read one line. There are now many new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. So I swiped down twice, so you heard two lines. And now I'm going to hold dot five and swipe a few times to just to go by words. You can use. And now I'm going to hold dot six and swipe a few times to go by characters. Space T. H. E. Echo. So that's how you'll navigate by characters, 
words or lines. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the field. There are now many new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. You can use the beginning of field. So let's say I wanted to add a word here. Say I wanted, instead of just saying new gestures, I want to say cool new gestures. I'm going to navigate by words. There are now many new. So I'm going to go back one word to get to the beginning of new. New. I'm going to type cool and put a space. C-O-O-L. Cool. So I'm going to go back to the beginning of the field. There are now many cool beginning of field. So it read everything between the cursor and the beginning of the field, so I know it's now changed. Now I'm going to show you how to select text. These gestures are the same as navigating, but you'll swipe with two fingers instead of one finger. So let's say I decide I don't want to use the word cool, but I want to say useful. So I'm going to hold dot five and I'm going to swipe down. There are until now I get to the word many. cool. Cool. Now I'm going to swipe up with two fingers to select the word cool because right now the cursor is after the word cool. Cool selected. And now I'll just type useful. Cool deleted. S E F U L. So I'm going to go back to the beginning. Useful. There are now many useful beginning of field. So this is what we have now. There are now many useful new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. You can use these gestures to move the cursor, select text, and perform clipboard functions and a field. So, lastly, I'm going to show you how to use clipboard functions. So, if you want to select all, you're going to hold dot four and swipe left with three fingers. Selected text. There are now many useful new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. You can use these gestures to move the cursor, select text, and perform clipboard functions. And for copy, if you want to copy the text, you hold dot four and swipe down with three fingers. Copied. There are now many useful new gestures in the TalkBack Braille keyboard. You can use these gestures to move the cursor, select text, and perform clipboard functions. Copied to clipboard. And if you want to cut instead of copy, you will swipe up with three fingers while you're holding dot four. I'm not going to do that because I've already copied the text. However, I will delete the text since it's selected. Cleared text. And now I'll show you the last clipboard function, which of course is paste, and that is to hold dot four and swipe right with three fingers. Functions. It just said the last word, but it pasted all the text that I had just copied. So that concludes the demonstration, but there are three things that I wanted to mention. The first thing I wanted to mention is that all of these gestures where you hold one dot and swipe are reversible. So if you prefer to swipe with your right hand rather than your left hand, you can replace anytime I said dot four with dot one 
and anytime I said dot five or dot six with dot two or three. So that's an option if it's easier for you that way. Second, I wanted to mention that you have to hold each dot for basically a full second before you swipe. So if you quickly press dot five and swipe to go to the next word, it won't work unless you've held dot five for about a full second before you swipe. So that's something that you're going to have to get used to. And the third thing I wanted to mention is that anytime you use a gesture where you hold a dot and navigate by characters, words, or lines, that changes the granularity to whatever you navigated by. So if like me, you get the bright idea to just set your granularity to paragraphs, that way you can navigate by paragraphs by swiping up and down with one finger and use all the other gestures to navigate by character, words, and lines, that's not going to work for you because as soon as you use a gesture like, for example, holding dot six and swiping to move by character, that will change your granularity to character. So at that point, if you swiped up or down with one finger, that will move the cursor by a character. All right, I hope this has been informative and helpful. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for that, John. And of course, we're hoping to see more features come to talk back maybe sometime next month or uh, sometime in the fall, you know, when we get Pixel 8 and all of that. So we're looking forward to great things, you know, from TalkBack and uh, who knows what we can and may not get. It is curtain drawing time, thus we come to the end of today's episode. And up next, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And that brings us to the close of this week's episode. As always, we enjoy hearing from you guys. And of course, Austin is standing by to give you that information on how to get hold of us. To contact us, you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join a mailing list by sending an email to Blind Android users plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the websites panel of the YouTube channels. Thank you so much for that, Austin. And we come to the end of the episode. And from me, I want to say goodbye. And thank you so much for tuning in to us every week. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week. Bye.